Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of The Peas, Two Peas on a Podcast. This is Gerald with you. I'm so happy that you've joined us again. We are in the midst of the holiday season, right? So Thanksgiving's past, Christmas is coming up. My favorite holiday is long gone, which is Halloween. I know a guest on the podcast might have some shit to talk when we get around to that discussion, perhaps. I'm so excited for the for the guests that I have, though. And this is a, a multiplex of guests for this episode. We've got three of them on here. Which is exciting because this topic, you just, we got to get into it, right, guys? So we have Melissa here from Brook Reading. She's back on the show. I believe this is the second time, right, Melissa? Yes, it is. And this is a topic that you picked. So this is your topic. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk a little bit about why you came up with this one. Um, was was a lot of fun to research. I didn't get to do the actual research yet, you know, what, what I'm saying. But I did uh, think about my, my beautiful memories with a lot of these foods that we'll be talking about. And then... Uh, Shara is joining us as well, and she's there with you, mm-hmm. and she has a bit of a... Shara, what's the background for your love of food? Because it's going to be a little bit different, probably, than what we're bringing to the table, no pun intended. <laughs> right, so I picked some Jewish holiday food. Nice. I don't get to eat a lot of Jewish food, so I'm excited. I'm actually going to take notes, and I'm going to tell my grandma she needs to get on it. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's get these. Uh, and then you know this guy. So Nick is back on the show. Nick, formerly of the Epic Film Guys, one of my best friends in the podcasting world. And uh, he's got a new venture that kind of goes along with what we're talking about this week. And I thought about it. I'm like, why don't I have this guy on for this episode? And I, I sent him a text and here he is. Nick, what's up, brother? How are you? It's a pleasure to be back, sir. <laughs> wow, such a bundle of energy that I recall. Man. How are I've you? Got so much, I've got so much energy. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, this is my wheelhouse. I mean, I love movies. You know I love movies. Movies has always been a big thing for me. But as much as I love movies, I probably love food about mm-hmm. 10 times more. So <laughs> I'm right in my element here tonight. I love it, man. And I'm so glad to have all three of you here for this. Now, we're going to be counting down our favorite holiday foods. So foods to eat during the holiday season, pretty much from you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas time. Melissa, you came up with a list. I joked with you on Twitter when we were going back and forth trying to come up with a topic to get back, get you back on the show. And I said, you know, my two favorite hobbies are eating and sleeping. So, <laughs> so you, <laughs> you nailed it with, with this one. So what made you kind of think of this topic? It was a fun one to come up with. What, where, where did this one come from? Well, I did... Uh, I did get some help, first of all, because like Nick, Shara is an amazing cook. She loves food. She loves to host and to um, and share her food with people. I feel that. So, yeah, Nick is right on that. So, so she actually helped me develop the idea. And then, like you said, also, I mean, there's so many important holidays from, like, even your favorite, even our favorite in 
October Halloween. There, we always had a Halloween dish mm-hmm. growing up that we ate only on Halloween, and the, nice, you know. It, you, so food defines, um, you know, everybody's culture and our memories and all that kind of stuff. Like I was forced sure. forced to call my mother today because I had to ask her a question about something. <laughs> So I'm just going to I'm just going to point out I'm I'm upset because I right now could be on an episode of two peas on a podcast top five sleeping positions. Yeah. But no, instead, I'm here for food. (laughs) That's coming up, man. Like, come on, man. Like spooning or like, you know, on the back, you know, maybe laying on the stomach. Come on. It's coming. Nick. It's going to be one for the new year, man. And I'm going to have you on for it. And we're going to do it. We're going to do a live stream in person. when we test them out. That's that's right. We got to we got to put all those into practice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't worry. So 2020, guys, is a nut house of a year, right? So what are we thinking for the holidays? Are we getting together with the family? Are we making some of these foods for everyone? Or are we kind of secluded this year? I think I'm staying home to play it safe. My parents are old and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to run. I work with kids and I just don't want to run the risk. Nick, what about you, man? You getting the nephews and nieces and all those little ones running around or what's going on? Uh, I mean, I have a I have my my covid bubble as as it kind of is. Yeah. You know, at this point, like, you know, people that I'm around at least periodically or or whatever the case may be, you know, New York actually just today I was just reading on Twitter just before we started recording. New York State actually is passing more restrictions because we did too. cases are ticking back up in New York and everything like that. So Cuomo put a whole bunch more restrictions in place. So, you know, I'll be definitely keeping it very very small my thanksgiving which well hasn't passed yet but will pass so my thanksgiving will be very very small myself my girlfriend her daughter you know maybe one other person or something like that nothing too nothing too crazy limit the spread do That's do cool. your best to limit the spread stay to a small yeah. bubble don't just you know get together with 50 50 different yeah. family members from all across the country just i guess now's a good whatever. time i guess now's a good time nick to tell you that i'm coming for thanksgiving I'm to tell you, <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna be here so if you can find me if you can find me then uh, and i'll always you know, we'll find together. you i'll always find you <laughs> that's true you, <laughs> you'd show up at my girlfriend's house and be like what you didn't you thought this would be hard like uh, i'm here what? man what are you talking about man yeah, yeah. Uh, you know my grandmother is 87 years old and wow. she just loves having the family together. So this year, it's so funny because I was just talking to her about it yesterday, but she's doing this thing where you have to like come in shifts. So, you know, me and my wife and my family are coming on like the Monday before Thanksgiving and then my cousin's going on Tuesday and then my sister and her husband are going on Wednesday. So it was literally like she was calling everybody yesterday to have us like sign up for a slot to come uh, visit her for that's, Thanksgiving week. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> but, She's just going to be cooking all week long, every day, but she loves it. So, All right, guys. Well, I'm excited to see what you guys come up with. I have the old-fashioned pen and pad here to take some notes because I can only imagine with such – you guys have such a like detailed palette compared to me, especially when you hear some of my picks. I think I can't wait uh, you, might have some, <laughs> you might have some fun with me. I don't know. Well, I've got a list that it it's, it definitely skews in a very traditional mm-hmm. kind of direction for holiday meals, except for my number one. My number one's going to be, unless you know me really, really well, it's going to come as a complete, like, out of left field kind of thing. But I'll explain it when we get there. But okay. yeah, my list is very, very traditional, very, very kind of classic holiday. So you're not going to be shocked or floored or surprised by anything you hear in most of my list. Okay, cool. Well, let's see what we got, guys. So... Shara was so gracious to join us and bring kind of a different flair, which I'm excited about because I was telling Melissa yeah. when we were chatting about it, I, I just haven't had a lot of Jewish foods. So I'm excited to kind of see what you're bringing to the table here. Not saying that everything you brought was Jewish, but if you did, I'm, I'm excited about that. 
pipe. Five by five. So I call I'm calling it top five holiday foods Jewish edition. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Lakas. These little potato pancakes are what my childhood dreams were literally made of. While a bit labor intensive, the crunchy exterior and the soft potato inside are so worth it. Can't commit to burning eyes from the copious amounts of onions used or bloodied knuckles from the cheese grater? That's okay. (laughs) Trader Joe's hasn't boxed up for you in the frozen area. The only real question now is applesauce or sour cream. No judgment here, my friends. It's all delicious. (laughs) All right. So latkes, I don't think I've had, that's like potato cakes, right? Basically, right? Yep. Kinda, yeah. Uh, Nick, you're deep into food here. You had latkes? No. No? No. Melissa? Yeah, I've had hers and they're awesome. (laughs) I really want to. Um, Shira, thanks so much for that description too. That was wonderful. I felt like I was watching the Food Um, Network for a moment. So what's fun with latkes is you can do them with sweet potato, um, zucchini. Mm -hmm. You can make them Cajun flavored. Um, You can do a lot with them. The only thing is they're quite watery, so you need to do a good job squeezing up all the water. The only drawback. Okay. All right, and you said Trader Joe's, which is probably the way I'm going to go because <laughs> um, I mean I got these ki- I got these kids running around. I don't right, have time to right. you know. Uh, oh man! But anyway, all right, uh, Melissa, uh, let's let's go over to you next. What what's, what would be your number five? Okay, so Holiday my food? number five, and I thought about this is not necessarily e- okay. I do eat this, but it's more like just the presence of it means like, uh uh-oh, it's holiday time because I don't see this food any other time in the year. Garlic and honey together in little bowls. Always shows up at the table on Christmas Eve. It's apparently an old Ukrainian and Polish tradition and my family is both, um, where you have to bite it into a piece of peeled garlic and that is supposed to ward off the evil for the upcoming year. And then after that, you can have a relief-filled spoon of honey. And that is supposed to, like, sweeten up your new year or sweeten up your harvest. Like, you know, back in the day, all the superstitions. So when okay. I see garlic and honey together so, on a table. Delicious. It's so good. She loves it. This is, this is, this is news to me. Nick, do you, have you heard of this? I didn't know that this was, like, any kind of a tradition or anything. But you are singing to me right now because I make, like... I make like my own like honey and garlic. Like I add sriracha and like I just for dinner tonight, I had uh, just some air fried chicken that I soaked in buttermilk. And then I make a homemade maple syrup with sriracha and honey and garlic. Like I put honey and garlic together in everything. There's such a beautiful marriage of flavors. Yeah. So you're singing to me right now. Like just seriously, like are they like in separate little dishes, like on a table? Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was going to ask. Yes. They're in separate bowls. You have a bunch of peeled garlic. Cause like I said, you have to have the experiences separately. Like the garlic, it tastes awful. And all the kids at the table go like, Oh, I don't want this, Mm. but you have to eat a little bit. (laughs) Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then you eat the honey and, after. Uh, you know. I thought you dip the and, garlic clove in the honey. The kids do that because they don't like the taste of the garlic. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, no, that's definitely what I would be doing yeah. as well. I'd be sitting there Me just too, snacking on the delicious. garlic cloves. Like, I don't even <laughs> need the would. honey. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. what's up? Right? Mm. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Nick, you and Shara are the same. Oh, she man. does that, too. She's just like, where's the garlic part? Okay, yep, you know, it's, yeah, delicious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you and if you have any vampires show up, you're good, too. Listen, so, yeah, you know, there we go. 
<laughs> I mean, her family garlic and honey. Uh, so with the latkes and with the garlic and honey, I'm surprised so far, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing. Nick, Mr. Haskins, long time buddy. I love you, man. What's your number five? Holiday you know food. I love you, brother. I'm I'm taking this right to traditional town, kind of like Melissa said. When you see this start to pop up, when you see these start to pop up in stores, I should say, you know it's holidays time. And everything that I make, like everything that I'm going to talk about tonight, like I make from scratch, scratch, like I love it. Like li- literally. So I'm talking homemade, scratch made pumpkin pie. Oh, nice. yes. I have a question for you then. I'm I'm talking, you take, you buy pie pumpkins and, you know, I I buy pie pumpkins. I have them. I gut them out, sprinkle some cinnamon and nutmeg on there, roast them until you get to pull the rind off of there, blend it down, and then make some homemade pumpkin pie with like dark brown sugar, nutmeg, cinnamon, some clove in there. Mm. Oh, yeah, dude. Have you ever done a (laughs) variation of uh, pumpkin cheesecake or no? No, I'm not a big cheesecake person. So, yeah. I had one a couple years ago for the first time. It was like a pumpkin cheesecake that I want to say my aunt, I think, made, and it was like fucking floored me but i do love pumpkin pie as well it's in my extended it's in my six through ten nick I'm sorry, which i brought nick. to the table this evening can you that, <laughs> how do you what kind of pumpkin do you use oh pie pumpkins not from a can interesting gerald back me up <laughs> interesting nick hey because i nick's nick's dedicated you know have he'll... a pie pumpkin and this pumpkin mm-hmm. yeah. right here this little pumpkin with the dimples yeah. Tell me no. Sure. We don't do that here. <laughs> she sounds like my dad. That's like my dad. That's my dad being like, Nick, I could just go to the grocery Living. store and just buy it in a can. It's already ready. I'm like, no. Like, I, I, I've got to have it roasted in my Nick, own oven. I recognize <laughs> your swag. I told you guys. I told oh, you man. you guys were going to be cut from the same cloth. Like, I knew this going in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's perfect. You, I'm here for that. And in my defense, Nicholas, I know I listened to Mr. Nikolai's Kitchen. I love it. Um, and also, I know you're not really a sweets guy. And I know roasted pumpkin isn't as sweet as the stuff in the can, correct? I can't. I don't know what they put in. Here's the other thing he about packed better. pumpkin, too, when you buy it in a can, is they like to substitute in, like, a lot of other squashes and things like that to kind of fill it out. Like, it's not usually, sometimes it's not always all pumpkin. It's just, like, they mash whatever kind of squash they feel like in there because it's all similar, mm-hmm. you know? Gotcha. Mine, you know for a fact, mine is 100% pumpkin. I appreciate pumpkin. your effort <laughs> from a can. Oh, yeah, he's dedicated. He made a uh, live stream for the cure of this dude, made lasagna, and mm. uh, he was in the kitchen for, like, two days. With homemade, <laughs> with like, homemade pasta, uh-huh. even with homemade pasta, with that lasagna. And like too. on the, and like on the third day, I was like, "Is it ready yet? Like, what the hell is going on in there?" <laughs> uh, but it was delicious. It was delicious. All right, so I'm the kind of dude that you know, if I go to a buffet or anything like that, I just load up on side dishes. <laughs> I love, like, I'll go to a restaurant even, and if they have an option to get like a bunch <laughs> of sides, as opposed to ordering one of the entrees, sometimes I'll just do that. I'll just get like four or five side items. So you know I didn't what, do Gerald, this. That's a great idea everywhere but a brazilian steakhouse when you're at a brazilian steakhouse you never eat a single side ever so i didn't do this on purpose but i have a bunch of sides but when i go to my grandma's and i make my plate and i go back for seconds and thirds these are the five things that i just get over and over and over again till the till the bowl's empty Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean but my number five is good old-fashioned macaroni and cheese okay 
Nice. All right. And, uh, you know, there's so many different variations of this that I've seen in my own family. And, of course, that, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen. But that baked style of mac and cheese with Mm -hmm. the cheddar or the cheese on top is really nice and crispy. Um, I've had, you know, spicy versions of it. I've had it with bacon pieces in it. Um, just so many different things you can do with macaroni and cheese and my family has done a lot of different things with them. So, uh, cream cheese in there sometimes, uh, you know, nice and creamy. I just love macaroni and cheese and Hey, my kids lead it every other night for for dinner. So I'm constantly spooning some macaroni and cheese. Um, but yeah, that's my number five guys. You guys feel good about that? Yeah. Listen, yeah, nothing in the world, nothing in the world like macaroni and cheese, whether you're talking blue box, you know, you're rocking old school, like channeling your childhood or, you know, if you're making it from scratch. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So Ger- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So Sorry. That is one half of my um, traditional Halloween dinner. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, what's the other half? Yeah. Go ahead and tell us the other half. Kabasi. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. I was yeah. going to say, I was waiting I- for her to be like more cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Mac and cheese and mac and cheese. It's like little wedges. She uses like little wedges of cheese or like little like Parmesan crisps and just scoops up the mac and cheese. Yeah. Sure. You don't need a fork. Yeah. Uh, All right, Cheryl, we're back over to you. Uh, You had latkes at number five. What would be your number four, huh? Okay. These are not necessarily in order for me, but that is okay. So next up on my list is souf ganyot. Say with me, souf ganyot. Okay. I know, I know, it sounds super duper fancy, but it's just a Hebrew word for jelly donut. Oh, well, it sounds delicious. So then. imagine <laughs> little mounds of dough fried up into golden deliciousness. What's not to love? After they are fried up and filled with traditionally with jelly, but any kind of jelling would be equally yummy. After they're done, dust them with powdered sugar and enjoy. Wow. I hope Right now, you're noticing the commonality between both of those foods, latkes and sufganyot. And if you guessed they're both cooking, cooked in oil, you'd be ding 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 correct. Nice. We cook things in oil during Hanukkah to remember the miracle of a teeny tiny bit of oil lasting eight whole nights. Nice. So a little tie in there to the tradition too. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, souf ganyot. Did I do good? Did I say it? Ooh, yeah, perfect. Yes. Uh, I did good. Okay. I don't want to tell you how I spelled it. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I wrote down here. But I wrote S-O-O-F. That's probably not right, right? You're close. It's um, S-U-F-G-A-N-Y-O-T. Oh, I was close. I was close. I put an E on the end of Y-O-T, and I did S-O-O-F for some reason. You're so close. Oh, man. They're just letters, guys. All right. So, uh, Melissa, garlic and honey at five, which was a surprise. What's your number four? You're, <laughs> you're a cutie. Um, okay. So, number four. My list is weird. I thought I would... I, see? Yeah. No, it's definitely weird. Okay. <laughs> so, my number four, and again, back to what Nick said, it's just when you see it, it's like you don't really get it for the rest of the year. But when you see it, you're like, yes, this is the time. It's cold out. I'm at my father's house the week before Christmas Eve, which is a holiday for my family, unofficially called Pierogi Sunday, where we make all the pierogies for Christmas Eve. But after we're busy in the kitchen for like three, four hours, my aunts make all homemade stuff for lunch. Mm-hmm. So my number four on my list is the assorted dips that they because <laughs> we have like <laughs> oh nice oh we have like seven layer dip there's like the spinach and cheese dip 
with the crackers. Well, which, the, which which one would you say? Which one would you say is your fave? Uh, the seven layer. Okay, yeah. It's so good. I can't remember what the seven layers are. I know there's sour cream. I know there's cheese, and I don't know what the yeah. other five layers are. But that's the one that's like um, Mexican, basically. Right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Sharon yeah, just yeah. said beans, which yes, I think there was one. Yeah, of them too, but they're so the yes, the guac. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, love that too. Yeah. So basically, just a variety of dips is your number four. <laughs> basically, <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that. I love it. a good dip. So yeah. I am here for it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sign, sign me up. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Nikolai, and your kitchen over there, brother. What do you got a four, man? Shara, don't worry about not having your your list in in any specific order or anything. You're on a top five show that the host always does a top ten on. Oh wow! Because <laughs> okay. reasons. That's part of my charm, brother. As uh, yeah. I like to confuse the listener, that's what I like to do. So, so one of these days, you're going to show up with like a top seven and just throw us all for yeah. a, a whirlwind. Be like, whoa! Oh my god, Paul from we the countdown. We got to find the topic he can't. Oh my god! Oh my lord! But uh, all right, so this is going to be contentious. I know it. I already know. Like my my girlfriend and I have already we've already had this discussion back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, and I know some of the listener comments as well. When Gerald posted this out on social media today for feedback, uh, this is cranberry sauce and no mm. not cranberry sauce that has special rings in it <laughs> from the shape of the can that you pour it out of uh, i'm talking homemade <laughs> cranberry sauce cranberry is cooked down in white wine with a cinnamon stick with orange juice mm. orange zest mm. Mm. Okay. put it in me right now like i said i know it's contentious because i know there are people and I, I i was that person for a long time too to be fair re- really to be honest about wow. it but there are people that swear by their can rings and they yeah. gotta have the sure no you yeah you, so you're not supposed to do you just take a couple cans and just dump it on the plate you're not supposed to do that <laughs> and you get those perfect little circular that's right i thought the stuff. rings told me like how old the cranberry was is that what that's for <laughs> is that what it is <laughs> <laughs> well, yours sounds good too. So, <laughs> yeah, ho- I'm t- I'm telling you, homemade cranberry sauce. Like I had never done it, and when I first did my first cooking show a few years ago, uh, you know, I I gave it a swing for Thanksgiving dinner that year, and let me, it changed my entire outlook of the entire thing to where I won't ever go back. I won't ever go back to doing it, you know, to doing it, uh, to doing it out of the can. Although I had to make a compromise with my girlfriend because she's like, nope, it comes out of the can. You have to have it out of the can. So I'm like, all right, let's get a can. I'm going to pour the homemade cranberry sauce into it. We'll refrigerate it and then pour it back out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can slice it. You know in what? The, you know what slices. else might be fun to do with her, Nick, is do a taste test to so do yours and then do the can Ooh. blindfolder. See what she, see what she chooses. I mean, that's, that's not fair to Ocean Spray, is it? <laughs> no, it's really not. I mean, <laughs> it's really not. Oh, man. All right, so uh, cranberry sauce, your number four. Good good pull there, Nick. Gotta have mm-hmm. it, man. Gotta yeah. have it. Yeah, good pull there, Nick. Uh, my number four is more side items, right? So my number four. <laughs> you can't do that, my gran- <laughs> My grandmother makes every year, and um, it, it's funny because I'm not a, a mushroom fan. Like, I don't like mushrooms, I know. typically. I know this is it's one of the foods that I don't really like, but when she makes her green bean casserole, I don't care, guys. Okay. I'm digging in face Ooh, yeah. face first. I don't even use a fork for this thing. Uh, but she puts a little you know crispy yes. onions on top. She has the mushroom oh, mushroom God. soup in there with it. Um, but I love it. I love it. She does it every year, and I just go back thirds, fourths, fifths for the green bean casserole. So that's my number four. And I, I got I had to put something green on my <laughs> list to seem somewhat healthy, even though it's remotely not. Oh. But. Uh, that's that's my number that's my number four. I don't have anything green. I, There's I, no I, green on the <laughs> okay, paper. Good. So, I, well, you had your spinach dip. You had your yeah, spinach but dip. I chose listen, the seven listen, layer listen, over that one. I, 
<laughs> you can garnish. You can just chop up some parsley real quick and sprinkle it on as a garnish, and you've got your green. Yeah, done. Absolutely. <laughs> no matter what it is, you've got something. Nope. Sometimes I will force her into watch, um, watching those like tasty videos or BuzzFeed stuff, mm-hmm. and she'll be fine the whole way through. The minute she sees them garnishing with parsley, it's like I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> that's too much green for me. <laughs> too much green. See, that's what like uh, I started like when I started doing the, the the Nikolai's Kitchen show. Like my food photography, it's like I think I make pretty good food, but it's like all of it just doesn't look like those food photographs no. because I don't put contrasting colors into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I purposely have like parsley and scallions in my fridge right now just to put them on food just to take contrasting photos so nice. they, they don't just look like a solid color anymore That's awesome. right. <laughs> right just a hunk of meat <laughs> i mean there's nothing wrong with just a hunk of meat oh absolutely no. not i'm with you on that brother <sighs> all right shara so uh i'm excited I- i'm gonna see how i spell your next yeah, one say it but, again uh, go ahead say the say the number four again gerald did i uh suf suf ganyot <gasps> Okay, buddy, come good, on, right? put it there, man. Did, she, yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, I got, I got this, I got this down. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I see him to fail. I'm gonna see how I jot down your three, though. I might, I don't know. What do you got? Let's see. <laughs> I have brisket, <laughs> my friend. Oh, brisket. 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 There you go. Nice. So, Nick's clapping. Right. Yes. The slow clap. I like the slow clap. Okay, so here's a problem with brisket, my friends. Ari Drew's mom would claim that theirs is the best. But it's literally, literally like a parent thinking that their kid is slightly above. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is true. So we've actually watched a lot of videos on these too. It seems to be that every Jewish mom thinks that their brisket is the best, yeah. but it's also like every parent thinks that their kid is the cutest. It's like really, mm-hmm. you know, that's not really the case. But I do agree that yours and your mother's brisket is the best. So cool. do you want to tell them how? Remember, you talked about the. Yeah. What do you marinate? Right. In? Yeah. So how do you do all that? There's like an age old debate. Um, brown gravy versus tomato based versus mm-hmm. sweet versus savory. So traditionally, if your gravy is brown, it's more savory. And with tomato, it's a sweeter on the sweeter side. So. That's up for debate for sure. Let me go back mm-hmm. to my list again. What do you prefer? I like the personally. I like them both. I think it okay. depends on who makes what. Um, like, I gotta be honest with you. You can put anything in gravy for me, and I'm all set. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, for, <laughs> literally, put gravy on anything, and I'm for, good. For, I'm gonna test that theory next time I see you. Jim. Yeah, you are. So, for friends who don't know, <laughs> brisket is um, a slightly fatty cut of meat. And it's from the chest mm-hmm. area of the cow. But guess what? The fattiness makes it super tender and really favorable. Um, so while Jewish moms can agree on which version is better, they can agree that you need the holy trinity of veggies, <laughs> which is ironic because it's a Jewish dish, but we're referring to Catholicism. Um, so you need <laughs> onion, carrot, and celery. And you need to try it if you haven't already. How do you build the tomato sauce? Is it tomato paste or is it like... Yeah, so what tomato. you do is you're going to do some orange juice, tomato, maybe a pinch of like apricot marmalade, and oh. um, maybe some red wine mm. and some bay leaves. Wow. Nice. Done. <laughs> sold. I'm in. Yeah. I'm there. Red I'm wine. In. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> Anytime Nick can put red wine into something, it's... <laughs> But I also know people who put pomegranate juice in it as well. Oh, really? Yeah. They sear it first. Oh, my God. What Um, about uh, dumping a can of cranberry sauce on it? Will that work? I'm sure it can. (laughs) Can I um, show you guys a picture of it? 
I made it a couple months ago for oh, Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish yeah, sure. New Year, and it yeah, is sure. it's, it's beautiful as it is delicious. So uh, brisket was your number yeah. three. I like it. Uh, is that our first? That might be our first mention of like a, a meat entree mm-hmm. here, which is. I think you might be right. Yeah. See, yeah. there you go. All right, uh, all right, Melissa. What? Melissa, you're next. What's your three? Bring huh? in the meat. Um, okay. So, well, oh. <laughs> Bring in the meat. <laughs> Ironic. Um, okay. <laughs> la, la. <laughs> hey, you said I it. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was a nice it's little so, pun. I'm so know. tired, Gerald. Okay. Um, <laughs> same. So, this actually has meat in it, but it is not a meat dish. Gerald, I agree with you. A good side dish is killer. So, I included sure. my grandma's stuffing that we eat every Thanksgiving. And it is super basic. It's got your celery and your egg and your breadcrumbs and whatnot. But she throws like an entire thing of like the Jones sausage in it. And mm-hmm. it's just nummy, nummy, nummy. I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff too. There is nothing, nothing basic about stuffing because <laughs> everybody has their own stuffing it recipe. Is. It's one of those really versatile foods that will literally take kind of any kind of punishment you want to throw at it. <laughs> it's still yeah. good. Which yeah. is one of the things that I love the most about it. Like mm. my stuffing, I do apples, <gasps> cranberries, oh, yeah. all okay. sorts of stuff like that Net in my stuffing. <laughs> talk. Okay. Yeah. My grandma puts apples in hers as well, and uh, stuffing's coming up on my list as one of my one of my Yay, favorites. Yay, crossover! <laughs> yeah, finally, ding ding nice. ding! Yeah, so. here's here's all right. So I got I got questions. Yes, I got questions here. All right, so wet or dry? Oh. Mm. Well, I smother it in gravy. So yeah. <laughs> usually in the burner, but I yeah I. That's actually a, that's actually a good it question. A good Go question. ahead, Melissa. What would you no, say? No, I, I it is a good question, and I don't know because it I pile it on the fork with like mashed potatoes and like so, and it all just goes. <laughs> it's oh. like the whole symphony. And it's of like the a popsicle. You, <laughs> you have a Thanksgiving parfait, yeah. right? Well, here's uh, here's another one. Here's another one. Dressing Ready? Ready? versus stuffing. Dressing. Oh, like in the bird versus yeah. out that's, of the bird. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, that's that's the other one too because. I mean, here's the thing. Stuffing, you get all the juices of the bird all in there, so it just adds that much more of an element to it. But I'm a sucker. I really love that nice kind of crisp mm-hmm. skin oh, that it gets yeah. on top of it when it's dressing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean. Oh She's like, look, I have to do this to her right now, Nicholas. Just, Thank you. Like. <laughs> wow. She's bad in here. Um, my, so oh, when man. my mother made it, like, especially when I was a kid, I think she stuffed it in the bird. My grandmother never did, though. And I guess maybe because, like you said, it added to the crispiness, but maybe the sausage adds some flavor and some juiciness, too. I don't, I don't oh, know. Yeah. So. All that fat melting yeah. in there. Oh, see, so here's the thing. I make enough, so I have both. <laughs> I have enough to, a small dish in the oven for dressing after the turkey comes out, and then I've got all the stuffing mm. in the turkey itself. So I actually get both when I make, so, whenever I make. Nick, the real a question meal. is, how does your lady feel about Sigil Wives? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> I told you they just started dating. Relax. <laughs> Andy lives like three hours oh, away, man. so <laughs> Sister Wives would be a thing, man. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like, let me get her on the horn. Hang on one second. <laughs> yeah, hang on. <laughs> All right, Nick, uh, what do you got a three over there, man? So far, you're kind of doing the sweet tooth thing. You got pumpkin pie, you got cranberries. What's next, man? Well, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. This is gonna be my final sweet thing on the list, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna back this one up with a little bit of a story, all right? So uh, I'm not a pie crust fan, all right. I'm not a pie crust fan. And when I first started really kind of seriously getting into baking and cooking years and years and years ago, I 
wanted to make pie crust that I could eat. Okay. So I essentially kind of took like a cookie recipe and a pie crust recipe and just married <laughs> them together. Like a cookie and a, and a pie crust had a baby. Mm. Um, so then what I have to make, and this is like a barn on staple, even more than pumpkin pie, even more than cranberry sauce. You're talking Granny Smith apples, mm. baked homemade apple pie mm. with oh a God. cookie <laughs> crust. And it's, it's, what? I mean, like, uh, I love the contrast, like the tartness of the apple versus the sweetness in the crust. Why, just, like, why when you were saying that, did I get chills? <laughs> Is that supposed to happen? It means we're alive. Like, I literally, power felt, alive. I literally <laughs> felt something when you were talking about it. That's the that's the power of food, baby. Because I mean, you yeah. get you've got your cinnamon, you've got your nutmeg, you've got your elements of, of an apple pie in there. But then, like I said, like I've just I've just never been a, pan, a fan of pie crust because I mean, listen, pie crust is what it's flour, mm-hmm. water, and some kind of fat. That's all it is, you know. And I was like, no, this, this no, no, stop it. Like mm-hmm. I need this to be a thing that I really want to eat. So yeah, like I kind of like there's all sorts of sugar and egg and like I said, like I said, it's halfway to a cookie. And uh, mm-hmm. it's I made it on the restaurant. I'm going to do it again this year for uh, for for Thanksgiving. I'm going to do it again for Have Nikolai's kitchen. I can't wait because overnight it. Yeah, I was going to say let's check and see how that ships to North Carolina. I'll let you know yeah. how it turns out when it gets no, here. I am literally making uh, let's that. Try when it. You make your because I already want to make your brownies yeah. that you're doing too. Every time you do a baking thing, I think I'm going to make it, and I am making the hell out of that. That sounds so yeah, good. Yeah, I can send you. I can just send you the recipe uh, now because, like I said, I already have it done because I did it years ago <laughs> for uh, for the restaurant when I did that. But yeah, I, I mean, like I said, legitimately, like you get, especially I love contrasting flavor. That's like a big, big thing with me in cooking, especially nowadays, is contrasting flavors and textures, and you just get that really tart. Like I don't like to put a lot of sugar in the pie filling itself. Let the tartness of that Granny Smith shine, mm-hmm. but then you got a sweet cookie, mm-hmm. almost crunch to that yeah. crust it's just uh and then if you really want to shine them on you do the crust in a lattice on the top of course i mean hi <laughs> right. so that's just like oh. a version would you say nick that just like a version of apple pie basically right it's i mean it's like i said it's the same thing with stuffing you know like like melissa mentioned stuffing like her grandmother chucking sausage in there everybody's got an apple pie recipe okay. too everybody's got mm-hmm. a different thing that they like to put in apple pie too but yeah it's like i said i told you my list is very traditional until i get to my number one then i'm going to left field you like hardcore all right well i like when you get <laughs> hardcore with me so i'm down with it <laughs> You two are my favorite podcast couple ever. Can All I right, just man. say? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That means, a, that means a lot. That means a lot. Now, look, my number three is kind of strange. Uh, I don't I don't know what you guys, if you guys are going to think of this as a holiday food, but for whatever reason, I don't ever have them except at the holidays. And this is one that my mom, and I can remember back, like, we're talking 20, 25 years now that she brings a different recipe for this dish every year with like a different spin on it. The one that we had most recently was like a, a pimento cheese one, but she does deviled eggs every year. And she oh, puts yeah. a different ingredient in the deviled eggs. And I, like, she'll bring a dozen, and I'm like, Mom, are, is nobody else going to eat them? Like, <laughs> like I'm literally going to eat all of these. for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just love my mother's deviled eggs, and she's done so many different variations throughout the year. She's... You know, she's always kind of experimenting, which I think is really cool, too, you know, because sometimes they're not as good as previous years or whatever. But <laughs> it's just really cool the way that she kind of plays around with it. And it's still in the end of the day is a, is a nice deviled egg. Yes. And um, there's been some that have just been amazing that have knocked it out of the park. Most recently, the pimento cheese ones, which, mm-hmm. were, which were banging. 
Uh, you don't really uh, want to be around me about 30 minutes after, just because, you know. I, I, sure, booty, of you know? course. <laughs> <laughs> but I love but I love some deviled eggs. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that man. So is. That's, that's, uh, that's my three, guys. That is awesome. I didn't think of deviled eggs because we eat them I'll at, be, I'll ta- yeah, we eat them at Easter time. So that's what I do, the deviled eggs. Okay. But. It's a big, it's a big summertime kind of barbecue thing too that a lot of people bring it. But you know what? That's one of the great things about a list like this. It's so versatile because it all depends on what your family brings yeah. to the table sure. during a holiday. Like, it, right. like if if you're like used to going to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, and that's when mom always brings out the tray of deviled eggs. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like obviously you're gonna yeah, have that. Really good, good call, call yeah. man. And I really Very don't. Good call. I, I, I should have them more often, but for whatever reason, I just have them when my mom brings them at Christmas time, and that's it, pretty much for the rest of the year. But it, I, it, it, they wouldn't be as special. It's like the McRib. Like if you could just have a McRib all the time, nobody would eat the damn thing. True, true. Nobody true. should eat it anyway, but that's a different discussion. Well, it's my number one. So just hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's Nailed see. It. <laughs> all right, let's see, Sherry. You had a brisket, which got everybody's mouth watering at number three. Mm-hmm. What is your runner-up over there? What's your number two? So I have next. I think I have is something called hamantaschen. Wow, I'm gonna butcher the spelling on that one. <laughs> Don't tell me I'm gonna try to spell it. <laughs> hamantaschen is that what you said? Hamantaschen. Hamantaschen. Okay. Say it again. Hamantaschen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Queen Esther. She was the heroic queen. She's in the Bible actually as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a a Purim cookie. And it's a pretty much a shortbread cookie that is shaped in a triangle for Haman's hat. And okay. it has three corners. And you fill it with different fillings like poppy seed or chocolate or apricot, um, Nutella. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sounds delicious. So obviously we're talking sweets though, right? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is sweet. For sure. So here's how I spelled it. Sure. Just it. Look, it. This is, this is going to be ugly, okay? Uh, I said H-A-M-E-N-T-A-C-H-E-N. Buddy! Oh my god! Is that Must it? Be like really close, incredibly close. Hamantaschen. Right. Do I have to put the little H-A-M-A-N-T-A-S-C-H-E-N? dots over the ears? M A N T A S C H E N. Okay, so I, I just left like out. I left out the S. Off. Yeah, I just left out the S. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't put an S. Nice. So the funny, the fun thing about this cookie is scholars are not sure. And yes, there are scholars <laughs> who are not sure <laughs> if the cookie shape refers to Haman's ears or his cornered hat oh, but either way the sweetness of the cookie is supposed to override how terrible and bad he was of a, of a man wow so no one will say boo these cookies <laughs> and that's a, a joke because <laughs> when you hear Haman's name you're supposed to scream boo <laughs> nice well that sounds delicious that. Yeah, I love that all of our stuff has like traditional background or like you yeah. said historic it's fun about this right 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 yeah that's really cool because, like I said, I don't know anything about these, so it's cool to kind of hear where they come from because I think we take that mm-hmm. for granted in American culture a little bit. You know, we yeah. just eat yeah. it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not necessarily, yeah. you know, there's not like a uh, super like traditional story about macaroni and cheese. You know, I mean, maybe there is. I don't know, but I don't know <laughs> what it is. Uh, all right, Melissa, what do you got for your runner up over there? So my runner up, I know this is weird, but I made my list more as most memorable, not as necessarily foods that I like. I abhor this food, <laughs> but it what? just, I absolutely hate it. I cannot. I don't okay. eat it. I might try it this year. <laughs> I'll tell you why in a minute. 
Right. It's just one of those ones that literally the stores sell it all year long. But in my house, I only see it on New Year's Eve. And it is the Vita or Vita. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. The Vita brand herring in the jar. And it comes in two flavors. It comes in white wine sauce and it comes in like a creamy, sour cream, white, gross sauce. And, and you hate both? I hate all of it. I've never eaten it in my entire life. I absolutely abhor it. But the reason why it's so important and like the second it comes out of the refrigerator or the cabinet is on New Year's Eve. My mother has been eating it every New Year's Eve since before I was born because her father used to do it. And I don't know if this is necessarily a Polish tradition or just their family's tradition, but again, it's kind of like they eat it on New Year's Eve, so the rest of the year brings them good luck. Now, this was what I had to call my mom about earlier because I couldn't remember what flavor she liked. Um, But she was actually telling me, she's like, I can't believe you've lived your whole life and you've never eaten it. She goes, you got to try it this year. And I'm like, Ma, you know what? If it will make 2021 better than 2020 was, I will eat the entire damn jar. And I'll tell That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if there's ever a year to try it, let's try it in 2020. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's going to be in a couple months. So I'm going to try it. <laughs> wow. So does your mom like it? Like in like yeah. the flavor of it? Or does she just... So she does. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. She likes the taste of it. Because I asked her, I was like, what flavor do you prefer? Do you get the white wine or do you get the sour cream? She goes, no, all of them. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I just, oh God. But. Wow. Yeah. All right. So Vita, Her- Vita Herring, number mm-hmm. two for you. Yep. All right. Interesting. Nick, uh, what do you got over there, man? You, uh, what, you're running the, you, I tell you, what, I know who's in charge of the sweets if you ever come to my Thanksgiving because of what you've been <laughs> well, pulling over there so far. But what, what's left, man? I'm done with, I'm done with sweets now. So this is, this one is, you talk about as a kid going to grandma's house for either Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, whatever the case may be. Didn't matter. Because there was always a war in my house, and I mean an absolute war over my grandmother's mashed potatoes. It is a point of pride in my house and and in my family to, you know, make the best mashed potatoes and to make fun of my father for not, you know, making them as good as his mother did, you know, (laughs) because grandma's, there was nothing on earth like my grandmother's mashed potatoes, and I think mine are good. Uh, they don't come close, but maybe that's just the nostalgia boner, you know, sneaking in there a little bit. But mm-hmm. just I nowadays I do I, I chuck I, and I pick up a little the I, I kind of through osmosis pick up little different things to do with potatoes over the time. So I boil an onion and garlic in with the potatoes when I cook them. Oh. I hand mash them. Uh-huh. Uh, when I when I first break them down, I always use warm cream and cold butter, which is a tip I got from Ann Burrell of all people. And then I whip them together with a ton of pepper. Yeah. Like okay. it's just it's just like I mean mashed potatoes. Like like I said, for me that's straight back to like being a little kid. And me and my brother, like me and my brother, like you're talking like a plate. Like our plate was always just a a mountain, just oh, yeah. a straight mountain mm-hmm. of mashed potatoes. So they used to at holiday dinners. They used to make sure they pass the potatoes to everyone else at the table before they let me and my brother have them because they <laughs> knew they knew we were just sitting there with the bowl, like just scraping that thing <laughs> oh, out yeah. as much as we possibly could to no to, to get like every single last bit of it out of there. So look. I'm not. It's on my list too. Mashed potatoes in general is on my list too. I'm not proud of some of the things I've done with mashed potatoes. All right, uh, let's go ahead. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. Um, but yeah, I've you know I've got a pretty long. I've been the longest I've ever been in a relationship is my relationship with mashed potatoes. Oh so. yeah. 
There you uh, go. You know, as a baby, I was eating mashed potatoes, and here I am, yeah. forty-five years old. But it's on my. It's coming up on my list, and I've yeah, even like I said, that's just that's just taking me back to being a kid. That's that's going back to grandma's house as oh, yeah. a kid. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. So my number two has already been mentioned, so we can just uh, go through it real quick. But it's uh, stuffing and gravy. Mm. It'd be my number two. Uh, this is another one not as of much of a variety as the deviled eggs I was talking about, but my grandmother will do a kind of a different variation, a few that she kind of rotates with stuffing and gravy. She did, she has put apples in there. Mm-hmm. She's put sausage in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's been time. That's why it was interesting when Nick asked that because I'm not, you know, a chef like Nick is. So when he, when he asked if it was wet or dry, I was like, Oh, that's an option because <laughs> sometimes it is dry <laughs> and sometimes it's wet. And I'm in my mind going, well, granny just overcooked it or whatever. But I guess, <laughs> you know, oh I guess you can go one way or the other, I've but I, heard, I love them both. I've heard vehement arguments against <laughs> wet or dry stuffing in, in, yeah. in my life. I've heard people just bitterly defend like, no, this is terrible. It has to be this way. Uh, right, right. Well, that's my number two. As long as you keep stovetop off the table, we're good. Well, that's my number two. So we are up to our number ones, guys. Shara, you're up first. Got a nice uh, list of Jewish delicatessens over there. What's your number one? So it will have to be matzo ball soup. Okay. This is one I know of. And I think some people refer to it as the Jewish penicillin. And I can't argue. (laughs) I think it can be a cure-all. Oh, you're sad? Multiple soup. Lost your job? Multiple soup. You have a mm-hmm. cold? Multiple soup. Some weird fungus sure. thing on your toe? Don't worry, I got you. Multiple soup. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gets them every time. So, what I didn't know, my mom told me this, was that she uses an older chicken for multiple soup. <laughs> what do you mean, an older chicken? Wow. Not a young you mean, like, chicken. Like the chicken was aged, was elderly when it was killed, or what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, they're called fowls, and so it was like nice. an older chicken, like a senior citizen. Oh, that's actually what you meant? Yeah. Oh, that was joking, that's but wow, so okay. Excited. Like a senior citizen chicken. So it lives its whole life to end up in this matzo soup, right? Eh? Um, pretty much, yeah. Wow. What? Nice. No, I didn't know that. I'm just, no, you thought it was an expired I didn't know chicken. that either. I don't I was... know. I'm learning something no. every day. So yeah, so the, I don't know, the older senior citizen chicken... Provides for a more chicken experience. Okay. And you have your traditional Great. soup greens like parsnips and celery and carrots, onions, maybe those small turnips. But what really makes matzo ball soup matzo ball soup is a secret ingredient. If mm-hmm. you lean in, I'll tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. No, really lean in. Oh. <laughs> it's seltzer. Mm. You add a little bit of seltzer to the matzo right. meal, and this makes the, sel- the matzo balls float. And not dense. Did not know that. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. And they're light and airy and delicious, and I could eat like yeah. a million of them. Yeah. Nicely done. Nicely done. Shara, thanks so much for the for the Jewish list. I mean, that's great. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't had any of these. I think of the ones you... I mean, I've had brisket, different variations of brisket, mm-hmm. but other than that, I haven't. Oh, I think cool. of the ones you mentioned, the one I want to have like as soon as possible is probably the latkes. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That sounds up yeah. that sounds kinda up my alley a little bit there. With sour cream or with applesauce? You know, I'm gonna try both, both? but I, I would probably yeah. I would probably go applesauce maybe. I love apples. So mm-hmm. But anyway, great. You can do like one bite. 
applesauce one bite out. Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, no, I'm doing the whole thing. Don't get me wrong. Just not ketchup, but <laughs> no ketchup, please. Yeah, no ketchup. Can't do ketchup. I understand that. No. Um. All right. Well, that's a great list, and thank you so much for coming up with it. No, thanks for having me, guys. Melissa. You're uh, next for your number one. You got a kind of a weird list because you had a couple things. You had one thing you hated. I totally on there, do. But uh, yeah, I know. I get it. The tradition but- comes in, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you live as long as you and I, it's these, these things Stop just it. pop in. Well, he's my age. So, you know, yeah. that's why I said that. Um, but my number one thing, mm-hmm. it, it, like I said, there's two special days for it come the Christmas, you know, holiday season. Um, I, my family gets together the week before Christmas Eve and we make three to four hundred of these. Wow. And there's only about 40 to 50 people in my family because we need about six or seven per person. (laughs) And they're handmade. And when we measure out the ingredients to make them, there's no little Pyrex with like numbers on it. Mm -hmm. There's like my great aunt Mary's um, teacup, which is, you know, whatever size that is. That's how many cups of flour go in the dough. Mm -hmm. It's not like three and a half cups and it's like all written down. No, it's all in my aunt's brain. Right, sure. And it's been there. And now, thankfully, it's in my brain. So at least I can make it when, you know, it's my turn. But it's pierogi. And they are basically Polish raviolis. I can't really think of any other way to describe them. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're more, they're not round or they're not square. They're more like triangles. Now, can I ask real quick, are are those the ones that, that they have potato in them, right? Or no? Yes, okay. they have a uh, potato mixed with something. It's sometimes right. like potato and cheese or like some people do like fancy like potato and onion mixed inside. Mm-hmm. We do the potato and cheese and then bake them in butter and onions later Delicious. on. Delicious. So you still get the mm-hmm. yeah, you still get the onion flavor on the outside. But since we make so many, we pre-make them the week before and then we just boil them in plain water and then put them in the fridge on Christmas Eve day when we're cooking. Then we bake them in a big tin with like melted butter and onions, bake them down for a while. And what's nice is the edges get a little crispy, but the inside mm. is still soft. And you mm. got this cheddar cheesy potato fluff in the middle. And Delicious. I see Nick nodding his head, and I'm so glad you like them. Um, but I yeah, I've had I've had a, I got a fun story day, about you do the, about the garlic pierogi, and the actually. honey. You get the pierogi. Okay, wait. Ooh, everybody's so excited! Yay! I'm so yeah. happy. What did you say? <laughs> the same day that you do the garlic and the honey. Afterwards, you get to eat the delicious pierogi. Yes, it's That's part right. of Christmas Eve dinner. That's great. So, I mean, yeah. I've had a variation of pierogi, but it's you know been grocery store bought, obviously. But right, yeah. Uh, which, yeah. like I said, I mean, I've got uh, so after my marriage ended, the first girl that I ever dated was Polish, and it was right around this time of the year, actually, that we're recording this. And uh, you know, I never liked pierogi at all ever because all my only experience with them was mrs t's you know mm-hmm. which yeah. i think Don't is suck. a lot go. of people's <laughs> and you know she actually she was like okay well I, was, I plan to like go to see her for a weekend or whatever and she's like okay i'm gonna make homemade pierogi like i like you said melissa like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them and you know what mm-hmm. it's 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 the same way that like a lot of things whenever you have them made from scratch it will completely change your mm-hmm. perspective on them oh mm-hmm. my god so like beyond words like how good they are like when you have them scratch made you just flash them really quick in the water because that's all you know homemade dough needs is just a really really quick quick bath in the in, in the water and everything and yeah potato cheese all the different fillings I, th- I forget how many she made now or whatever but oh 
Like, yeah. Oh, that was that was such a treat to just learn like that process and just kind of see that process. And mm-hmm. I know yeah. how much work like, you know, Polish families and things like that put into that kind of a dish. Like, and it's it's like she said, I mean, legitimately, like this girl that I was, it had to have been like four or five hundred of them that she and she just yeah. like she bagged them off and just sent them to, you know, to relatives <laughs> or whatever, like handed <laughs> right. them out yeah. to people. You know, all the time. It's like, it's amazing, though. It's amazing. That's great. Yeah. My aunts use them in trade. So, like, there's another Polish family that they're friends with that makes um, Kruszczyki. I always say that wrong. But it's basically fried dough with um, powdered sugar dumped all over it, Mm -hmm. which those are amazing, too. Yes. But so the other family, the Kruszczyki family, trades their fresh Kruszczyki for my (laughs) family's pedogies. And it's just like a barter system. And like I said, you got all these little, like, old Polish ladies, like you said, just throwing pedogie bags over the fence. Just like, it's their nuts. They're so insane. Awesome. but that's so, so that's fun. so awesome so, to hear the backstory and tradition with a lot of that stuff because kind of like what Nick said. I mean, I'm used to getting it in the grocery store freezer, which I mean, shame on me, but I guess I don't have anybody yeah, you know Polish. Oh, there's no comparison, man. There's yeah. no comparison. Yeah, that's great though. Yeah. It sounds delicious and uh, great list, Melissa. As usual, you're bringing the heat over there, so I love it. <laughs> you're so sweet, Nick. You said you were going <laughs> to surprise us with your number one, man. So I'm on edge here. What do you got? All right. So this is, uh, so 2010, I'll take you back to 2010. Nick's in college and I lived off campus at the time when I was in college. Okay. And, uh, I didn't get to go home that year for the holidays. Everybody else that I lived with got to go home. Everybody else in the whole town was empty. Clarion was just a ghost town because everybody was gone for the holidays and stuff. And I'm just left sitting at the, at the house that we all had by myself. And I'm just like, no, you know what? I need to commemorate this somehow. I need to do something to to commemorate this and remind myself of this moment. Like, no matter where I am in life, every single year, every Christmas, go back to that moment and just remember that life gets better. You know, that, 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 you know, no matter where you are in life, no matter how tough of a hand life might deal you or whatever the case may be, that you can always try to make the absolute best out of something. And there's always a, a, a sunny day ahead, whatever, whatever cliche I'm, I'm aiming for here, mm-hmm. aim for it. <laughs> but uh, my number one is, believe it or not, marinated grilled chicken. Marinated nice. grilled chicken. Oh, I sure. used to have it. That, I used to drink it with Mountain Dew. Uh, I used to do Mountain Dew with it. I don't drink soda anymore because dropped the sugar a year and a half ago or so. So nowadays, usually I'll have a nice glass of bourbon with it. But, uh, you know, I will buy split chicken breast. I will marinate it in a homemade marinade for at least four days, if not a little bit longer. And then uh, some years I haven't been able to break out the grill because I'm not home or I'm not whatever the case may be. And I have to, you know, uh, do it in the oven, do it under the broiler or whatever the case may be. But every single year since then, uh, every year on Christmas, I make marinated grilled chicken just to kind of take myself back to that point, to that place in my life and just be like, reflect on how my life has changed over the past year, how my life has changed since then and i i feel like for me you know it just kind of connects to i just remember sitting there at that house just by myself and just thinking i could never be lower than i was at that point like i couldn't come home and see my kids nobody was there nobody was around i was just so isolated and alone and i was just like Mm -hmm. i have to i have to i have to turn this into something good i have to turn this into something good and so a little bit of what it was born out of a little bit of the comfort nostalgia there for you too then 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, honestly. And, and, you know, like I said, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm really eager, uh, you know, to share with my girlfriend, Rebecca, this year. Uh, mm-hmm. really, really excited for that. And, 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 uh, I was taking notes, but you said you marinated in a Mountain Dew, correct? I just want to make sure I got that down there, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> just, sure. uh, pour a two liter into a Ziploc bag and throw, <laughs> just the chicken right in there. It's a good, it's a good tenderizer, I think. Hey, it sounds so. great. Yeah. You know, I love Mountain Dew. Oh, <laughs> my lord. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's not anybody else's holiday tradition but mine no it's great um so and i and i think what i want to point out and i was waiting but yeah so so nick did his uh, wonderful story would thank you by the way nick that was awesome uh Mm -hmm. very touching but you know you did the story with the marinated grilled chicken but and then you know shara had the brisket but we didn't do turkey we didn't do ham Right, and my number one's mashed potatoes, which we, which you guys probably realized was going to be my number one because I mean, come on. Yes. Uh, I don't I want. I grew mashed up potatoes. in a household like, believe, like I mean, well, turkey's turkey, and I mean, I figure like, turkey's shooting fish in a barrel to use a, you know, fun cliche. But I, my, I grew up in a household where I never ever had ham ever for holidays. My mother made lasagna and not mm-hmm. good lasagna on yeah. Christmas. <laughs> so you know, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not a huge turkey person either. Melissa, what were you going to say? Go ahead. No, I was going to say I have two entrees on my honorable mm-hmm. mentions. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, same thing. Like, turkey's turkey's turkey. You can do whatever like with it. So, it still tastes fine. I feel like it's such a – it's like one in ten are good to me. Like, they're always too dry or, that's, like – That's because you've never had gravy. my turkey. There you go. Maybe why. that's Her it. My brother-in-law makes amazing turkey. Yeah. My mom does make good turkey. No, your brother-in-law. Mm. Turkey. Who's you know what the secret is, Gerald? Oh. Yeah. You know what the well, secret Jesus is? Christ. What? what? Brine it. Brine it. Brine it. <laughs> That's Nick, the secret. Nick, Nick. That's her least favorite uh, word of all time. My brine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, my grandmother even bought one of the, my grandmother even bought a few years ago one of the deep fryer things that you like lower the turkey in and she almost like killed half my family. <laughs> this is like shooting, like oh, exploding my. in the yard and stuff. And we're like, all right, let's just. Why don't we just get a honey baked ham or something, Granny? It's getting a little out of control. Well, with like the Luann's peanut oil, like right. that thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And it didn't work either. I mean, it, you know, we ate it or whatever, I'm... but it, yeah. So, uh, so my number one was mashed potatoes. So, uh, what I want to nice. do to kind of wrap up, guys, is just to see if there's anything else that you're bringing to the table that didn't get mentioned here. What we would call honorable mentions on the old piece. Yep. And uh, Nick's going to make fun of me if I don't have five, so I made sure I had five. You better, to, you to better, man. You oh, had crap. better. Do I have five? Hold on. No, you don't have to. This isn't your time. Oh, you don't five. have to. You can do a top no, you don't ten have for to. No reason. Yeah, but if you do, Shara, do you have any other? Uh, yeah, for that you sure. want to list real so quick? I, yeah, I make really good drunken mushrooms. Okay. Mm, so think mushrooms that are kind of like sauteed with heavy cream and red wine. All right. Hence the drunken part. And I love Brussels sprouts. Oh. I make them so good. Oh. Thank you, Nick. Stop. Thank stop, you. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Settle down. Settle down. Okay. I'll let you speak, honey. I love you, so but I hate the, Brussels sprouts. They did. The, Oh man! <laughs> the method for good crispy charred almost bush sprouts is to kind of shave them down so they're kind of flaky. Sure. And then you roast them with bacon and a little bit of chicken fat, actually. Yeah, I do a really. Um, I haven't done it in years, but I've I used to make this flatbread with Brussels sprouts, goat cheese, and bacon. Mm. Uh, oh my god! And I don't I don't Definitely. like Brussels sprouts, but I would pound those. So my yeah. favorite my favorite way you know to always do Brussels sprouts is you just open the trash 
can and you just shave there, them right there, in the trash can. There, there he goes. All in there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I you was going to say before you said it. had done right. It's okay. I forgive you. Keep your kisses. Um, so we did Brussels sprouts. We did Drunken Mushrooms. Yeah. I do a really cool wild rice sometimes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Three. Um, I, I like eggplant, <laughs> the other meat. <laughs> um, That's cool. Oh, like a, a spice cider. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, sure. Like we didn't mention any beverages, at least not yet. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Because well, I have I have one beverage for the holidays. Oh, wine. Oh, and oh, a lot the of ca- it. The cavity. <laughs> I was going to say mine's beverage. cold beer. <laughs> not even necessarily <laughs> yeah. a brand of any kind. Something to tune uh, out my mom. That's oh. all I need. Melissa um, <laughs> makes these um, magic cookie bars. Oh wait, what are you? Which one are you talking about? Magic cookie bars. I don't make them for the holidays. I just make them randomly. Oh. You mean the cavity bars? Yeah. Nice. It's like Nilla wafers, peanut butter, okay, uh, something else, and something else all mixed I'm in. up, and that's the bottom layer, and then the top is uh, chocolate ganache. I'm in. It's yeah. stupid so- good. So, so uh, my my address is yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got so you. Did you. I got you. Did, did you have any others you want to shout out there, Mel? I do. I do. Um, my honorable mentions. Yes, pumpkin pie. But the Libby's from a can is no. perfectly fine. Shush is perfectly <laughs> fine with me. Um, oh, with man. a little cool whip on top. Sure. Um, yeah. Right next to the can of cranberries with the rings on it. It's perfect. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Gerald. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, on Christmas Eve, my aunt makes really good sautéed mushrooms. They're similar to Shara's, um, but I think without the wine. But those are really tasty. Um, eggplant parm is, like you said, Nick. Lasagna is usually our Christmas Day dinner with something else. So, like, it'll be a turkey or a ham, and then eggplant parm, and then like potatoes or something. There's a lot of starches, and I can't. Our actually our main dish on Christmas Eve that's not the pierogi is um either like fried fish or fish fillets, and I know that's like typically a very Italian thing. Like they have the feast of seven fishes. Um, in Poland, maybe we just only have one kind of fish because we just <laughs> have one fish. I don't know, but yeah. So the <laughs> the fish, and then um, in every year in my Christmas stocking, I get a box of Junior Mints. Oh, oh nice. My- <laughs> there you go. Oh, gotta love that. Gotta love yeah. that. There you go. All right, so. Nick, what do you got, man? For you, you better have five, dude. I don't even have any honorable mentions. No. I didn't even. I didn't even write any. Du- no, I mean, like turkey would definitely be on turkey. the list, but instead of instead of my list, I'm just gonna give you my girlfriend's list. Oh yeah, I yeah. You, yeah, oh, there please. We go. I did ask her. So, and she didn't number these. So I'm just gonna go from like the top to bottom, and we'll we'll figure out whatever we want. So one of them, cranberry sauce in a can. <laughs> of course, she put that yes. on there just for me. Of I know course. she did. <laughs> Uh, she wrote something called Snicky Snacks, and I was like, what on earth is that? But I guess that's like uh, like shrimp cocktails, charcuterie, oh. like crackers and cheese, like all your little hors d'oeuvres, finger foods, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. There you okay. go. Uh, and then she said wine. Sure. Yes. Apple pie. And then the last one is more wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well done. Well so, um, done. She did mention on here, she also mentioned cinnamon rolls. She said, swap out one of them for cinnamon rolls. I'm going to sound like an alcoholic. And I told her no. Um, no, no, but, no, please. You know, no. this time of year, like I haven't seen it in stores yet. I'm really waiting to find Southern Tier cinnamon roll beer because Southern Tier does a cinnamon roll beer. And when I find it, I'm going to get it. And I make cinnamon rolls, homemade cinnamon rolls with it. <gasps> oh, nice. Let me tell you, uh, you want to talk about elevating the cinnamon roll game. Make it with a beer that tastes like cinnamon rolls. Nice. Woo. 
Oh, it's a thing of beauty. But yeah, I don't really, I, like I said, aside from turkey, like my holiday table doesn't get a, a lot. Like I'm not that person that has to have like 10 different dishes on the yeah, table. That's or true. Whatever. Cause then you what can't you get it for? all at one time. And yeah. I yeah. appreciate a good spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, well, I'll, be, I'll be honest Ooh. though, as I've never made, I, I haven't, and I want to be like, I, I, when I get a house one of these days, please God, like I want to be like that house that everybody else comes to, like sure. to oh, have yeah. a holiday oh, meal. Yeah. Like I want to host the meal. And then, then I'm all about a spread. Like the most number of people I've ever hosted for a meal is like, like probably New Year's Eve. And I don't, I don't even think about New Year's Eve, like as like a holiday thing. Cause Gerald said Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I didn't even think about New Year's Eve for the brief, but if I'm going to sneak them in here really quick, then mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I always have for the past several years except for last year because it was in the midst of my separation and whatnot but um prime rib uh new year's eve Mm. prime rib uh i love to make clams as well on new year's eve um you know things like that so yeah those uh especially oh prime rib oh let me tell you oh yeah oh so i'll just uh i'll just list off my honorables real quick uh let's see so you guys said pumpkin pie right uh sweet potatoes and I, um, I couldn't cheat on mashed potatoes. They're, they, they get the higher <laughs> notch on my list. But I love sweet potatoes, especially with cinnamon, brown sugar. Sometimes uh, my, my uh, cousin Audra will make them, and she'll, she'll bake the marshmallows on top. Just um, tell me, and it's tell like me you don't pour them out of a can. She makes them. I've never made them. No, those. Tell you- me she doesn't pour them out of a can. What do you want me to call her right now and find out? I'll, te- <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll right let you know. Now. I'll text you in a moment. I'll find, <laughs> I'll find out for you. This uh, but minute. they're delicious. Uh, honey ham I put on here. Um, cornbread. My mom mm-hmm. makes a really good cornbread from scratch. Oh. And sometimes she puts jalapenos in there and does like a spicy cornbread just for me. Mm. Um, and I love that. And then my number 10 would have just been baked apples. Um, my my okay. uh, cousin also makes that and she'll do you know cinnamon in there. And kind of sounded a little bit like what Nick was going for earlier with his kind of apple pie cookie thing that, that sounded absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait to barge in on his home one day and make him make that for me <laughs> i'm excited anytime g any next year live stream for the uh, yeah cure, live stream, i was next gonna say we do live stream for the cure that better be on the menu man. i'll whip I'm, one up next year baby. i'm looking forward to it man uh all right guys so this was a lot of fun you know it made me really hungry at right. 11 o'clock at night which is not safe but uh other than that it, it was a lot of fun and Obviously, I hope everyone here, you know, when this is airing, had a great Thanksgiving. And I hope you guys have an amazing holiday season, even with COVID and everything that's going on. But real quick, uh, Melissa, why don't you tell them, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell them about Brook Reading, where they can find you and all that good stuff? Oh, thank you, Gerald. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I hope you guys have an amazing holiday season as well. uh, And enjoy all this lovely, yummy food. Um, You can find Brook Reading on any of the podcatchers. You can always find me on Twitter at Brook Reading Pod. you know what? Just go to brookreadingpodcast.com. You can find everything you need there. <laughs> it's easier. Yeah, you're, you're great. I love you. And uh, hopefully this is a nice relationship. You'll come back every few months. I know we're going to do... What, what are we going to do next? We're going to do TV villains, right? Or something like that? Yes. No, t- that's right. TV villains or TV best friends. I can't remember. Oh. Top five sleeping positions. Well, that's me and you, Nick. <laughs> that's that. you and him. Yeah, I got to say that for you, too. <laughs> Yeah, Nick, that's we got to do know. research to come up with that. That's, so, that's true. That's yeah. true. We got to we got to make sure we get all the work them all out. Yeah. But uh, and then uh, obviously, thanks so much to Shara too for oh, for jumping on and, and giving her so list. That fun. was great to have that that variety of the Jewish background too. 
Nick, I'm excited to have you on this episode, man, because you literally just started your new chapter with Mr. Nikolai's Kitchen. Why don't you tell everyone about it real quick and where they can find you? You've literally just dropped your first episode or first couple episodes as we're yeah, recording, man. So I'm excited because I love you and obviously want you to have amazing success and have a great time doing that. So just tell everybody about it, where they can find you, man. Uh, so, I mean, I love food. Uh, I mean, again, if you just heard anything in my voice, like the whole time talking here, it's like I have such a passion for food and for cooking. Uh, so Nikolai's Kitchen is just my culinary journey you know just kind of going through making everything i can from scratch and just learning as much as i possibly can about making great food plus positivity i'm I'm trying to wrap up a really good positive message as part of every episode as well and the one that i've got coming out on monday is all about gratitude uh, after you know putting out my first episode a lot of great feedback a lot of great reactions to it and everything which has been really really amazing so uh just nikolaiskitchen.com is basically where you want to go it leads you to every link uh, possible under the sun for the show literally everything for the show social media everything you'll get a whole massive list of of all the places you can go for the show Uh, i'm trying to build a nice just foodie community where people could just share what they're making share what they love to eat share what they love to do food wise in the kitchen and just you know just have a nice kind of good positive uplifting community built around food and fun and friends and all that kind of fun stuff so that's awesome love it. Uh, obviously i'm on board and i love you and i'm excited for your new journey man so keep doing what you do over there and make all this shit for me when i come back to new york <laughs> I, I, mean, I can't wait i That's can't wait for next year for i mean i gotta figure out i still gotta figure out for live stream five or five stream for the cure whatever we call it yeah. i gotta figure out like how to do like actual live cooking segments during on the air because i prepared the salsa live on the air last year with uh trisha and shauna but i've got to actually i'm gonna get i'm thinking like a hot plate and like i have a like a cooking station set up that you can That's shoot so across cool. at me and like yeah i really i've, I've got all sorts of ideas in my head but it's do i have the time and the money to be able to pull them off before next may we'll see i think you can yeah well you know i'm here for you to help you man anything i could do so look guys thank you so much to shara thank you melissa thank you nick you guys are awesome and happy holidays thank you everybody thank you. listening happy holidays everybody um you happy know, hopefully holidays. you guys get some of these dishes on the table and, for real, and uh, for real. you know enjoy your holidays and it's the time to just throw that food back am i right guys like who cares let's just yeah. do it <laughs> especially in 2020 you know what i mean All right, so we'll be back next week, guys. We'll have another pee on the pod and another top five for you. Thanks so much to everyone here. I'll talk to you guys soon, okay? Bye, Thank you for listening. Two Peas is an independent podcast. We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. Please check the show notes for a current list of all of our executive producers. If you would like to join them to help us continue to release great content, please visit Two Peas on a Pod at patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, we sincerely thank you for listening.